quarter past ten in the morning, that can only be one thing. You're listening to the Naked Men podcast with me, Nathan Greenaway, and my very loud co-host, Ben Ebert. Ben, how are you this morning? What's going on, bitches and hoes? It's nine <laughs> in the morning, and it's a beautiful day in California. Yes, it is a very beautiful day here in California. Ben, I, um, I saved a man's life earlier. Oh, yeah? yeah. Why did you do that? <laughs> why, yeah, why did you help people? Um, <laughs> so a, ma- a man knocked on my door. I say a man. He's my neighbor. <laughs> I'm being so vague. But we were meant to record this <laughs> earlier this morning. But then as we got ready to record, a knock upon my door. I opened the door to see a man, my neighbor. Uh, and he just had blood on his head because he just slipped over on an icy pavement. Yeah, it's very, very icy. So I had to call an ambulance for him, and that's that's why I'm late. So um, I hope that's a good enough reason I don't get fired. But I am late for work. Ah, uh, you might be. I'll have to take it up with the board. Oh, the board. Who's on the board? Uh, there's Dennis Amenis and Nasha, obviously. There's uh, Jake Sully from Avatar. Uh, there is there is oh Jonathan from Queer Eye, and uh, yeah. <laughs> The Predator. Yeah. <laughs> the Predator. Yeah. Well, that was, that was a hell of a pull. How do you remember the guy from Avatar's name? I, I literally have no idea. <laughs> I've, I've seen that film one and a half times. <laughs> they were at least like nine years ago. Oh, remember when we saw Avatar? And uh, that yeah. was the only time I've ever lost no. lost a movie ticket before when we went to go into the cinema. And like it was one of those things where I just got it. And like the ticket... And then I had to go back to him and said, I just immediately lost it. I was really, I was really panicky. They weren't going to let me in. So when did that film come out? 2008? 2009, I think. I believe. Oh, it was just a stressful moment because I thought they weren't going to let yeah. me in. And I'd already bought my popcorn. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it turns out I would have preferred to have not gone in. But... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great. But Jake Sully, because as soon as you said it, I thought, what the giant thing from Monsters, Inc.? No, no, no. That's just Sully, I believe. That is just Sully, not Jake Sully. Yeah. Although both are blue. Both are blue, yeah. Suspicious. Did you ever have a blue kid called him Sully? I've never had a blue kid called Sully. <sighs> You're not living, man. No, I'm not living Those Navi, those Navi, and they had to do it. And what was the, the metal was called? Well, unattain, unattainable or something. It's such yeah, a like, stupid fucking name. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which genius came out of that, that name? Uh, you just know someone went up to um, James Cameron and was like, oh, we need a name for this metal. Like, they're really struggling to get it. It's, it's, they can't attain it. And he went, rare, that's rare. <laughs> can't call it rare attainium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what am I going to make up a word? Just call it unattainable. <laughs> unattainium. <laughs> sure. Is that unattainium? Oh, okay. I've you remember this not. movie. I feel like you could just list off everything that happened. I know there's that white guy, the guy, the bad guy. I know Michelle Rodriguez is in it. I know the blue alien is kind of sexy. Uh, Sigourney Weaver dies, if I remember correctly. And uh, Jake Sully is uh, handicapped. That's, that's what I remember from that film. Zoe Saldana is in it as well. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a, attractive in every colour. She's attractive when she's attractive when she's a normal colour. She's attractive when her, when she's blue. She can do it all. And she's attractive when she's uh, green. Mm. 
He's a she's a fucking who's she in Guardians of the Galaxy? Gamora. 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 That's the one. She got Fine. thrown off a cliff. Yeah. Spoilers. And she's kind of maybe back in because she survived Endgame, I believe, right? No, she got thrown off a cliff. Yeah, no, but in Endgame, like her, like the 2014 version of her, did she die? Oh shit! Oh god! Yeah, you're right. Timelines yeah. got messed up. It is. that's one of the questions. Guardians. No, that, is the, that is the one thing that's better than Zoe Saldana is two Zoe Saldanas. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's great. I just they they could have made that film so much better if they went back and pulled her from the set of Avatar instead of going and getting a different Gamora. True. Yeah, they should have just gone and bought whatever her name is in Avatar. They should have just bought her. Or her character from Star Trek. Ahura? Ahura? The question is... Uh-huh. Ahura? <laughs> what, what's the question, man? What's the question? What? You just said you had a question. Yeah? Oh, yeah, uh, my question was, what happened to that Gamora? Did she, did she survive? Because when Tony snapped... Oh, spoilers for Endgame, but if you haven't seen it, fuck you. Um, if when after Tony snaps his fingers, did she disappear with Thanos's army? Because technically, she was kind of still in Thanos's army at this point. Yeah, but then they won it. They won around, didn't they, by explaining how bad her sister was, and how um, and then didn't she shoot Nebula? Like the yeah, or or. Old, older Nebula shot Nebula or some shit like that. Anyway, instead of us badly trying to remember Endgame, have you seen the Black Widow trailer? I have, and I thought it was painfully average. I didn't didn't do anything for me, to be honest. Yeah, I kind of watched it and wondered why they were making it. And uh, mm. I thought the logo was pretty cool at the end with like the blue hourglass thing. Yeah, that was cool. That was pretty cool. I'm and sure... They- I'm sure the movie's actually going to be good. And I, I really like um, uh, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. But, like, the trailer just like, I was like, all right, it just looks like a bit of a spy film. Like, all right, with, Dave, with uh, Hobbs in it. Or Hopper. Hopper in it, sorry. <laughs> oh, that would make it better if Hobbs and Shaw were in it. <laughs> that would make it better. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> if Jason Statham and The Rock just turned up halfway through. Oh, that'd be so fucking good. But, They're uh, actually tough. I, I watched it, and at the end of it, all I could think was, of was, uh, man, I really hope they're going to make another Bourne movie. Uh, it, just reminded me of, it just reminded me of Jason Bourne. Yeah. It, like they, they made three really good movies, and one which was, like, actually two which are, like, kind of average. And, uh, yeah, but they're good. I mean, I'm kind of bored of spy things, to be honest. It's very rare when I, I get, like, I actually like, spy shit because this is like all right if it was if it was like we've kind of everything's been done in the spy thriller yeah yeah it kind of has and it, I, I mean it's just gonna be a marvel movie so everyone will be fine at the end we already know she's gonna be fine which is why i don't really get why they're making this why it's making this movie unless it she dies and it turns out they've cloned her then i don't really get the point of this movie you never know. Like, I, I actually think the movie's going to be quite good because I, I just have faith in Marvel at this point. I just think, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a little bit surprising. It's going to be interesting. I think they're going to they're gonna, they generally think they're just going to throw a few curveballs in the film. Like, some, I think they've got some to. Shit. Yeah, it's just going to be it's just going to be the movie. They're going to tell her spy story of her being a spy, 
And then either after the credits or before the credits, she'll be sat at a bar sipping on a sipping on some alcoholic beverage and then um let's say Nick Cage. Yeah, Nicholas Fury would then just walk up to her and be like, Hey, and then throw down a file that just says Avengers on it and be like, I need well, you. The thing is, this this film is actually set like right after Civil War, I'm pretty sure. Oh, is it? I'm just trying shit then. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's right. I'm pretty certain uh, because they sort of, I think they briefly like explain. Okay, yeah, between trailer. Civil War and Infinity War. Well, she's still just going to yeah. be fine. Yeah, I mean, she, yeah, she's, it won't be the stakes. Oh, we know she's, she's not going to die because she obviously dies in Endgame. But like, um, but yeah, no, there'll be a good supporting cast. I feel like we'll yeah, there is. Be got like Rachel Wise is there, Florence. Hug, yeah. William, uh, apparently Way, uh, Way, uh, Ray Winston's in it. Uh, David David Harbour is Red Guardian. It's yeah. gonna be pretty, gonna be pretty cool. And uh, yeah, everyone, everyone getting that Marvel buck. Yeah, of course. You Might know. as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, yeah, it's our sister will probably die just to make everyone sad for a bit. Oh yeah, one of the sisters will die. Yeah, sure. Maybe both. Maybe one of them will become the new Black Widow in like New Avengers. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny, actually. If they just if if we find out it wasn't Scarlett Johansson at all after this film, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just been Rachel Wise uh, pretending to be Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure the moniker of Black Widow is like just is pretty broad. She's not the only Black Widow. Is it like James Bond, which is like a code? I name. think so. I think, I think it's a little bit like that. Oh, that'd be cool. Why don't we get Black Widow fighting James Bond? That would be cool. Black Widow would fucking kick his ass. Fuck James Bond. Apparently the new James Bond trailer is coming out like tomorrow and I can give less of a shit. No, I don't James care. Bond is like, all right, you've literally made 28 very similar films. Why does anyone care? <laughs> They're like, all right. I know it's like iconic and I know people love it and it's a very classic British thing. And people probably think I'm being unpatriotic. But James Bond is boring as shit right now. He is. And it's also, it's because you know Daniel Craig doesn't want to do it. So yeah. you're, just, you're just watching a man collecting a paycheck. Yeah. Might as well just be milking a cow and out of its teeth is just <laughs> shooting like dollar bills. <laughs> oh, that'd be so ballsy. Like if they actually have a scene... <laughs> Where Daniel Craig is cashing a check. Yeah. In the next breaks the fourth film. Wall. Yeah. Like, this I... is what this movie's about. <laughs> I'd be so into that. Oh, that'd be amazing. I hope at the end, instead of Daniel Craig's James Bond dying, uh, he just quits. But he yeah. looks straight down the camera when he quits. That fuck this shit. Yeah, I'm out. 200 billion pounds. I do not need another cent. I do not do another penny in my life. Yeah. What's that other film he's in? Knives Out. Apparently that's really good. Uh, yeah, apparently it's good, yeah. I haven't seen it. At least he actually got some other work. Because I felt like Daniel Craig was like, he was turning, he was slagging off being James Bond, but he also wasn't ever in anything else. True. <laughs> it does happen. Like, why are you doing this? Like, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. wasn't in much while he was Iron Man, to be honest. I think he was in, like, maybe two films. Because no one else, no one really trusted him, though. That was the other thing. Because he had that thing in the late 90s, didn't he, where he became a kind of a big deal. And then he just 
for yeah, no, like, after drugs. a couple of times, we, like <laughs> obviously, yeah, he had loads of troubles with drugs. But you know who doesn't usually have trouble with drugs? Little children fighting monsters. <laughs> that was a great. Yeah, we did. We didn't set up our actual topic in any real way. No. But what what we've decided to do is pit some of TV and movies' greatest ch- uh, children against some of the greatest monsters. I say greatest ones that we could find that would be funny, uh, <laughs> and just kind of decide how how they would get on. So the way we're going to do this, I think Ben has gone off on his usual tangent of writing paragraph after paragraph. I have. That, that's very true. And, and I've not. Uh, I've got a few matchups, and we're just going to chuck them out and decide kind of between us how, how they would get on. So, Ben, what, what, what matchup are we doing? We, we've seen first. Ooh, I've got four to choose on. You know what I'm going to go for first? Okay. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Alien versus Predator 3. That's what I'm going for first. So, <laughs> you're straight away picking go for a dog <laughs> yeah we just read the whole thing we were like the children gang, be monsters gang are like 16 tops they're fine um, maybe not no but come on they're they're all fucking in the back of that van oh probably yeah. they're all hippies program, and, and scooby's probably not beyond the age of 14 and he can speak and because you like i don't know a dog who's long lived longer than the age of 14 so he is technically like probably like a child so scooby-doo versus alien versus predator so oh, i love it scooby gang let me set the scene scooby gang come to an american campground as people are starting to disappear who's took them we'll never know except it's been the fucking alien it's been the xenomorph queen yeah they keep finding people with holes in their chests and then later keep finding random aliens and they keep hearing random clicking and people jumping in the, in the trees, right? So, Scooby and Shaggy go around and they start making friends, right? With all, all the campground people. And obviously, Scooby and Shaggy are like the biggest stoners in the world. The, that's why they like Scooby Snacks because they're fucking high as shit. Um, and I'm jealous a little bit to me. Do you think... And, here's a question. Yeah. Do you think Scooby Snacks are interchangeable between actual biscuits pills and edibles yeah i think maybe they've yeah. got like i think they've got three jars that they always like normal biscuits like 10 percent is ecstasy and like 40 percent are edibles they're having a, a, a jolly good time i think they've just got three jars in the back of the um mystery machine that just all yeah. say scooby snacks on them and yeah. it's just, it's just right. luck of the, it's just luck of the draw. And it's like, we're going in tonight, Scooby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. Can Scooby-Doo actually not talk, but the rest of the gang are so high all the time? Yeah. Everyone at the camp are like, why are you talking to your fucking dog? And it's like, everyone's like, yeah, he's like, he's like no Daphne, you've had three shots of heroin. <laughs> don't think that. Oh god! Imagine how annoyed you'd be if you're a criminal, and um, in the Scooby Doo universe, and you actually get rumbled by the gang 
who are all just off their tits all the time. <laughs> we're just like playing with their own nipples. <laughs> as they go, and this is how we knew it was you, as Fred is just like drooling. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> you! <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing, Fred? And they're just like jerking Scooby off. <laughs> we knew it was the, you. Well, the and dog's not like, even real. There actually isn't a Scooby Doo. It's just like a Fight Club scenario where Shaggy also thinks he's a dog. All four of them are just like, they have Scooby right there. And eventually, if they get really, really weird, they have uh, Scrappy-Doo as well. (laughs) Yeah, we don't actually know who Scrappy-Doo is. But, God, in in reality, I do reckon if you looked at the gang, sometimes Shaggy's just standing there talking to nothing, and sometimes he's crouching down pretending to be a dog. And that's who they call Scooby-Doo. Sometimes they've got like a mop with like a carpet on it. It's like, oh, Scooby. Just keep like going into doorways with it. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's, okay. let's get back on topic because I'm having way more fun with that. <laughs> Jaggy and Scooby obviously uh, are the big stone as well. They come, some campers give them some spiked weed, which is like evil Popeye spinach. So they're both, really, they're, they're both take like some some of this good shit and they get really fucking pumped they get really like yaks they get they become like popeye scooby-doo and scabby and shaggy but they're they're there's a little bit of a twinge in the eye there's something a little bit off of them they just realize that something clicks in their brain and they start eating all the campers they start eating all the little like 12 year old campers um and they just start fucking eating them they just start munching the shit out of them. There's camp, camp, camp counselors who are like 17 year old kids and like little kids. And uh, yeah, they have a taste for cannibals. They have a taste for also for uh, face huggers. They see some face huggers. They start ri- they start ripping off of people's faces and start munching on them. So Scooby well, and Shaggy, you can't you can't do you can't do that. The the um the face huggers blood is uh, hydrochloric acid. Yeah, but the, the the thing they've taken, the weed they've smoked, makes them so strong. They don't care. They still get damaged by it, but they just don't care. They just keep eating it. They just keep so eating so they, the, the weed also makes them predominantly a very strong alkaline, which can neutralize yeah. the hydrochloric acid. Okay, yeah. I'm, just clearing up, I'm just clearing up the science in your very plausible yeah. scenario. Oh, yeah, I've worked out all the science. Basically... <laughs> got some weird there's a voodoo girl there who uh who her family was born into a very long line of witches uh so she's put, put a spell on the weed and then some other kids got some swamp water from swamp thing and just poured it over it and then so now so now scooby and shaggy are basically invincible to the venom and face huggers in the face huggers and they keep munching them so at the end of the film we have um all the aliens are gone. The xenomorph queen has her heart ripped out, and Scooby and Shaggy just munching on her face. They like love, and they love like playing with their tongue, right? All the face huggers have been eaten. They keep doing really like acidic, gross farts because they've got all this acid <laughs> in it. And uh, but yeah, most of the campers are dead because Scooby and Shaggy have also ate them. But so yeah, we 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 got we we stopped one evil for another. We swapped an evil out. We've got uh, now two. Huge cannibals. Let's say they're about nine foot tall each. One nine <laughs> foot tall dog, and one nine foot tall, dirty, kind of homeless, hippie looking guy. Yeah. Who loves the taste of 12 year old kids. 
<laughs> that'd be the tagline for the film. It could be Scooby Doo yeah. versus Alien. Love the taste of kids. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's always my tagline. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a real, that was a real thing that you just said. <laughs> it was uh, a real thing. I don't, I don't know where, where was Predator? Oh yeah, I kind of forgot that one. <laughs> I think it Predator, like, Predator saw this happening, he just went, nah, I'm out. And yeah, he just, he just like, saw oh, it. Saw them in the thermal vision, so like, nah, I can't be asked this shit. The background of one of the shots, you just see his, uh, ship taking off. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, nah, guys. No, no, no. Fuck you. <laughs> so Shaggy and Scoob well, Scooby might not be real. But Scooby might not be real. Maybe only Shaggy. Maybe it's just one big cannibal. And that'll be the new the new the new Mike Myers who'll come back to Camp Crystal Lake or whatever it's called. And and he you see Shaggy there, standing nine foot three, jacked as shit, just eating like all these kids and he's like, Okay, you took care of it, bro. Uh, I'll come back next year. And he's like, no, you fucking won't. Let me eat you. And uh, yeah, they have the battle of the century. It becomes Mike Myers versus Shaggy. Well, Camp Crystal Lake is Friday the 13th. So it'd be Jason Voorhees. Uh, you're, really, you're, really, you're really messing up your horror franchises here. Yeah. That could be the sequels. He can invite J- Jason. Right, where run thing. What's the difference between Mike Myers and Jason Voorhees? Well, Mike Myers was like some psychotic kid who was put into like a mental institution and yeah. just wanted revenge and yeah. jason Voorhees is a kid who was killed at camp crystal lake because some teens decided to fuck instead of looking after the kids and so he drowned in the lake and then he like got resurrected for revenge so he's oh, like okay. undead. my mind is actually alive jason Voorhees is like some undead oh, undead okay. victim of of teen fucking, really? He's, oh. just, he's just another victim. Yeah. Okay. So, but to me, they still seem like the same thing. So I'm pretty sure Mike Myers dies at the end of like Halloween or something. I think there's a lot of them where they both like get killed at the end, and then they just Respected, come back yeah. because they saw the box office residuals and were like, "Well, we're gonna have to make another one." So yeah. <laughs> and he also wore that William Shatner mask for me. Shaggy fighting random horror icon. That could be pretty good, actually. Like, you could just have once a year and you stream it using holographic technology at Madison Square Garden. So you can get, like, the live attendance and you just pit a nine-foot-tall Shaggy just against a horror icon. (laughs) I think there's there's box office in that. People 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 would would buy that on pay-per-view. Would definitely buy it. But I like it. I like the I like the scenario that you're putting out to me. Now I'd like to just throw one out to to the room, uh, and I'm actually going to talk about the film Room. Uh, Jacob Tremblay, uh, yeah. Jack from Room, uh, against Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Okay. Well, so what, a seven year old boy who thinks that one room is his entire world. Yeah. Does get to hang out with Brie Larson. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Against the undead nightmare monster. Burnt alive because of his predations towards children. I didn't actually know that was a thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's Freddy Krueger's backstory. was that he was, uh, he was a pedo- pedophile who was, like, t- touching all these kiddies. And then so the, na- the neighborhood's, like, burnt down his house when he was in it. Like the parents. Oh, that's going to make one of my 
later ideas, right? Very much, much <laughs> right. <laughs> you did such little research that you're just like, well, mine just got complicated. <laughs> so Freddy <laughs> Krueger then like um, only appears in like teenage people's dreams to kill them. Yeah. For like, rev- it's kind of like revenge for the fact people took revenge on him. Like Freddy Krueger, he's really his morals are really all messed up, but. Yeah. But he's got a nice knife glove. Now, Jacob Tremblay, because, oh, Jack, from Room, he's only seven years old, so he's perfect for Freddy Krueger. And, um, but he has already dealt with a child predator. He has. So um, there, um, there's a track record of dealing yeah, with That guy him. maybe wasn't a child predator. He just liked Brie Larson. And he just wanted to lock her up. Yeah, but I think Jacob Tremblay also, or Jack, keep forgetting just called him jack and uh he 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 has beaten a child predator so could he beat another child predator like brie larson's too old for freddy krueger so she's not even a factor in this sure like so it's just gonna be freddy v jack could jack do it could jack pull it off with his stupid maybe you know jacob tremlow was recently in a film called good boys and it had two other boys that were similar his age so maybe Freddy Krueger one of these times visits the set of Good Boys. It's Freddy Krueger versus three Good Boys. By the way, this film was written by Seth Rogen as well. So. Oh, Seth Rogen's writing films about boys. Very much, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing is that Jacob Tremblay, uh, he was in the last Predator film. Oh yeah. So he's oh, also he's also still... faced a predator. Yeah. People so. forgot about that film literally like a week after it released. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think we talked about it on a podcast ages ago, and I'm pretty sure we're still the only two people who have mentioned it. I watched it. it. Actually, it wasn't bad. It's just no one cares about Predators anymore. Not really, no. But anyway, Freddy Krueger and Jack. Now, Freddy Krueger, he doesn't have the best track record of success, but he possibly was the first person to kill Johnny Depp on film. Yeah, I believe that's true. I think that film was actually Johnny Depp's, one of Johnny Depp's first. Yeah, and I think that that's an accolade that we can't take away from him. Yeah. I'm not sure if anyone else has ever killed Johnny Depp on film. I can't think of John, the time Johnny Depp died. Bracken killed Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean 2, but he came back to life afterwards. Yeah, that's when they decided to try and make Jack Sparrow into some kind of Jesus figure. That was a weird, mm. that was a weird choice those writers made. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but anyway, back to this. I think Jack gets, I think he gets, he gets messed up. I think he oh, can yeah. crawl and he can scurry across like whatever nightmare landscape Freddy Krueger yeah. makes. But I think he's ultimately... Yeah, he might have a slingshot. He is a kid, and kids are notorious for having slingshots in films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the last 20 years, but yeah, sure. Yeah, so I think if it's the set of good boys, yeah. uh, Freddy Krueger, he's outnumbered, and he's, he, he yeah. tends to get a bit cocky. If it's not a set of good boys, and it's just Jacob Tremblay, yeah. I think Freddy Krueger probably stabs him through the mouth or something. Thanks. Because he can crawl around for a bit, he can run away, he can do some shit, but like he can't, he can't get away from the nightmare boy that is Freddy Krueger. God, we've got to stop saying the word boy. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think Jack's dead. Jack and his fucking stupid Oscar is, is, is dead. <laughs> did he win an Oscar for for Room? Room did win an Oscar, but I don't remember what for. Yeah, I think it was for the best. Room's a great film, by the way. If anyone hasn't checked out, go watch Room. Really yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. That was like my favorite film of that year. Um, but like, yeah, I, I kind of think he's fucked up. I feel like Jack, although a nice kid, he's been through some shit. Freddy Krueger is just like a dangerous thing. He's a dangerous mon. He's a dangerous ghost Pokemon. Yeah, he he really is. So I think I think Jack is going one and one against child predators. Yeah, and I think he's gonna lose most times. Well, he's only seven, which doesn't help. Sure. Uh, and he and he does his his whole life is thinking that room is the entire world. So yeah, Freddy Krueger first, his mind is going to be blown because he's going to wake up in that nightmare and he's going to be like, "Fuck, what happened to my room? Who the fuck did redecorate it?" And then, <laughs> then, he's just gonna, then he's just going to get knife handed by a fedora wearing, knife hand wielding, zombie looking motherfucker. Yeah, and kid, kids, kids dead. His kid's dead. He's sprawled out and bleeding on the ground. Poor, uh, poor Jack. Sorry, Jacob. But uh, ne- next yeah. matchup. Next matchup for us, Ben. Maybe, maybe the next matchup. You know who I think maybe be, might be able to defeat or rather catch Freddy Krueger? Kevin McAllister. You know who is the best that no one ever was? The <laughs> real press. The trained Freddy Krueger is my cause. Does he have his Pokemon? I will travel across the land, searching far and wide. Just, just, just stop. I'm, I'm no singing on the podcast. This ghost Pokemon, <laughs> which is what Freddy Krueger is, is uh, what actual. So we've got Ash Ketchum catches Freddy Krueger. So let me set the scene. Set the scene. So Ash has just won the uh, Pokemon League. Whatever he, he won last series of the anime, he actually won the Pokemon League. Well done, buddy. You did well. Only took you like fifteen years, but well Didn't done. Did we cover that? Uh, huh? I think we did a whole thing about that. We did. Um, so now he's on a new adventure, the most elusive Pokemon that's ever existed. He goes back to Lavender Town, and he, there's a strange uh, ghost Pokemon floating around. He's got a bladed glove for a hand, like a <laughs> fucked up face, and like a weird jumper. And he's called the the Krugermon. Yeah, and uh, yeah. He's seen haunting people's dreams. He and Pikachu were searched with Lavender Town being basically pissed off by gremlins, which are like a normal type Pokemon. They're just like a shitty, like, yeah, just random. They're like, you know, in each Pokemon generation, there's like one normal type Pokemon which doesn't evolve and is really boring and no one ever catches. Like, I don't know, like Farfetch'd. Is that the new Farfetch'd? Is that the new Farfetch'd? Yeah. Gremlins are like a new Farfetch'd in this one. They're just like there, and you're just like, all right, you're there. No one gives a shit about you. You're adding, like, greml- you're adding gremlins to Pokemon. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm adding gremlins as well. You already but, take us but, liberties with this. <laughs> Krugamon. <laughs> going to get sued by something jumping Krugamon is out there. He's the legendary Pokemon of the ninth generation, right? And, uh, yeah, he's, he's a ghost um, steel type because of his, like, his claw hands, yeah. His ghost steel type, and uh, yeah, he's running about. He's got some good moves, like fucking pervert move, and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, Ash defeats uh, Freddy, 
Actually, no, right, you know, uh, Ash defeats Freddy by electrocuting the fuck out of him. Uh, Pikachu does a Thunderbolt move and a Volt charge, and he uh, knocks him out eventually. So, and Ash uses his Master Ball, catches Freddy Mom. So, does, in your in your scenario, does um does Freddy Krueger just lose all his powers? Because Freddy Krueger only only appears in people's dreams. Yeah. But no, no, he doesn't lose all his powers. He still got all his powers, but like... So does, that, does uh, Ash wake up in the nightmare world? And uh, yeah. but he still yeah, has his Pokemon. He still has his Pikachu. still has his Pikachu. Pikachu, Pikachu what's, P- what's, the thing is, what's Pikachu's lifespan? Because if Pikachu's lifespan is like... If it's like dog years, then Pikachu's going to be too old to be in the nightmare world because it only affects kids. And we're into like season a million of Pokemon. It's true, but like has Ash aged at all? No, but does Pikachu, 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 like someone's got a tweet at at rogue underscore opinion. What's the lifespan of a Pikachu? And is it the same as dog years? Maybe. He seems pretty old. He's been around with us for at least 20 years now. Yeah, that's a a long time for a mouse. That's a long time for a mouse. It's an electric mouse, though. That dude is roided up to shit. But then in Pokemon Coliseum on the GameCube, when you go and find Ash, he still yeah. has his Pikachu. And Ash is like an old man in that game. Is he? That's really badass. I never knew that. I never played Pokemon Coliseum. Well, fuck. I know what we're doing next time I see you. <laughs> yeah. You fucking did. Yeah. <laughs> I've still got it. It's like the best game ever. But um, I'm, I'm just worried. Again, I'm just worried about the science behind your ideas. Yeah. Science, who gives a fuck about science where we're going? We don't need science where we're going. It's going science, bitch. Film. Going to Lavender Town. That's so, the other they, thing. Freddy Krueger's only on Elm Street. What's but Des- What's Elm, Elm Street is right next to Lavender Town. Do you, oh, don't, you know, don't you know maps, bro? Do you <laughs> even Google maps, bro? It's maps, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Ash and Pikachu. Uh, they defeat Freddy Krueger, Ash uses the Master Ball on him, and uh, and then after that, he's got his fucking badass Pokemon, who's actually taller than him, and he's got a nice, nice knife hand, he's like, fuck you Pikachu, I don't need you, Pikachu goes in a Pokeball, and now Freddy Krueger's is running around on Ash's uh, shoulder, and um, <laughs> then, and then basically, because Freddy's a little bit paranoid, he loves his new position on Ash's shoulder, He's a little bit paranoid, so he makes uh, Pikachu dream of Meowth like molesting him, because it, that's that's Pikachu's worst dream. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so Pikachu hates it, hates it. So um, Pikachu goes off, and he uh, jumps off a lavender town, lavender tower, and he uh, tops himself. So the normal Pikachu, bye bye Pikachu, and uh, yeah. He, he keeps it, Ash's Pokemon. He's got loads of Pokemon. But Freddy Krueger wants him to be the only one, right? So he, make, he dreams of Char. He makes Charizard dream that he's drowning. He makes Pidgeot flies into a telephone pole and he gets electrocuted. And uh, Squirtle gets hay fever. So. <laughs> bad. gets hay fever. <laughs> yeah. So Squirtle, Squirtle's just in the background, just getting high on Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy's like, no, no, that's fine, that's fine. He's in Castle, but he's 
Exacerbated those ones. It'd be uh, funny if Freddy Krueger did that and then he realised it's winter. So he had to wait like six months until hay fever actually became a thing. Yeah, he has to be really buddy buddy with Skull until then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry about your buddy, your buddy. Sorry about your friend. <laughs> it just gets him hooked on hay fever medicine in like <laughs> April. <laughs> That's a real long play. And uh, yeah. And then it's just Freddy Krueger and Ash. They're just terrorizing people. They become the two, t- new Team Rocket. I haven't thought of their name yet, but you know. Let's call them. What, te- what team name should they be called? They're the new, in, in, in Generation 10, Ash and Freddy Krueger are the bad guys, okay? Love it. They're the people you have to defeat. What will be their team name? I've got some ideas, but they're really fucked up, to be honest. Oh, God, that does sound, that does sound bad. <laughs> uh, team Team Pokeballs. Team Pokeballs, that's not so bad. Kind of sounds like Pokeball. Yeah, makes sense. Go on, give us one of your really fucked Night up ones. That's, it. <laughs> that, that, that's the tame one. Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> so that is, uh, yeah, that is Pokemon. Uh, team Anime. Kruger Town. That's, that's what I call it. So I've got a real deep cut for you. You ready? Really? We all love the Goonies. Sure. But I would like to put the Goonies up against the treasure of the Sea of Madre, a metaphor for man's own greed. Oh, God. It's not really... <laughs> it's not really a monster, more is it's just... Because the Goonies is all about they want those jewels to pay off their houses and that. Yeah. First off, nowhere near enough jewels to pay off all the debt that they were dealing with. They ain't oh, gonna yeah. Get, they ain't going to get you anywhere. But so the treasure of the Sea Madre, a metaphor for man's own greed, uh, is just like how do the Goonies fare when there's only enough treasure to pay off one of their issues? So only so one of them. Whose is going to get sold? Yeah, they they got to sort it out amongst themselves. They've got to have a real deep, meaningful conversation. They've got to try and make a plan going forward. But we all know what the fuck's going to really happen is one of them's going to steal it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think it's the one who does the truffle shuffle. Oh, Chunk. Yeah, because he, he's, like, bullied all the time and shit. Yeah, everyone... So they're, they're, like, bullying him for being, for being fat. Uh, so I think he's going to break first. Fuck you guys. <laughs> you don't fat shame Chunk. <laughs> and also, don't call him Chunk. <laughs> yeah. That's a horrible nickname. All he, all he is is a shuffle to you, a quick shuffle. So, yeah, this is just about the selfishness of man, that when only one of them knows that their situation can get solved, they're going to break. Oh, yeah, one of them is going to turn into a real asshole, and awesome. it's just going to fuck up everything else for everyone, and then, I don't know, Mama Fratelli is going to probably kill him. Uh, was, wasn't Josh Brolin in the Goonies? Yeah, I'm pretty sure when he was, like, 13. Yeah, Josh Brolin's an asshole, so he's definitely going to sort it out. He's 13, he was probably already drunk. so Probably, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm just calling out Josh Brolin for. He hasn't done anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Josh. I'm just starting beef. <laughs> starting beef with Josh Brolin. <laughs> we'll be a guest on, so you can apologise next week. Yeah, we'll get him on the show. He's, Josh Brolin's going to be on the show next week. Of course, and, yeah. Um, You're going to get John Cena and Josh Brolin. Yeah. 
So what what do you think? Do you think the Goonies are? Do you think their friendship is strong enough that they can look past the fact they've only got enough jewels to solve one of their issues? No, no fucking way. Like when I was like ten, I pushed my friend over to get two pounds, and like, <laughs> and I get like two pounds of sweets. And I'm not joking. I pushed him like four feet. <laughs> Because at the time I was like the biggest of my friends, and I was like, I was like, uh, maybe I was like twelve years old actually. So that's even worse. <laughs> and I said, no, these fucking guys were like, I don't know how many, I don't know, they, they probably got like twenty thousand dollars worth of jewels, right? They're gonna fucking sell out their friends the first chance they get. You know how many sweets they can buy? Do you know how many, how many like video games they can buy? It's all the fuck they care about. So it's like, nah, bruh. I'm good. I'll make new friends with all these fucking bitches. I'm gonna get with this twenty grand. <laughs> there was never twenty grand worth of stuff in that bet. There was at the most, it was like five grand. To be honest, I've never actually seen the Goonies. Whoa! <laughs> I've never seen the Goonies. Yeah, damn it! Your your yeah. mission for, for next for next time we record, you have to have watched the Goonies and give me a review on it because this joke that I'm making right now about the treasure of the Sierra Madre. This is yeah. straight fire. Everyone is crying with laughter right now. I'm sure they are. I'm... The Church of the Sierra Madre isn't even in the Goonies. It's a film from like the 40s about some cowboys that all find some gold and then they just like all of them try and steal it from each other. Sure. So you also have to watch The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. I will. I'll be my next episode will be a review of both films. And I'll go into detail. They'll be two hours long each. And Josh Brolin's going to be on the show. Yeah, Josh Brolin's going to give his thoughts on the CM Madre. Yeah, he, he definitely is. He, yeah, that's going to happen. We should probably say that's not going to happen because I don't know what the rules are about lying <laughs> on podcasts. <but laughs> I do it every week. Nothing happens. Uh, all right. Well, let's do, let's do one more each. One more each. Let's go. Cool. One more each. Okay. Actually, do you mind... So what I'm going to do, I'm going to throw out a few ideas we can, like, spitball. Okay, I'm just going to throw them out quickly, okay? Let's go. Species Lady. Do you, do you know, remember what Species is? Film Vague. Species. Yeah. It's about, it's basically alien. If the alien could turn into a really sexy woman. That's what Species is. Oh, that's dangerous. That's dangerous for a small child. It is. Versus the Stranger Things kids. As the kids in the Stranger Things universe... The kids are probably like 14 now, like the main crew. I mean, like Mike, Will, Dustin, and Lucas, and Eleven. I don't watch Stranger Things. What the fuck is wrong with you? Stranger Things is so good. I don't, I don't watch Stranger Things, but I've seen The Treasure of the Sea Madre. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the only person in the world who doesn't watch Stranger Things. Yeah, I can live yeah. with that. You've not seen Goonies. Don't, don't all bully me. <laughs> Goonies are like 20 years old. <laughs> anyway, go. On Netflix, 20 years know. old? How old um, do you think Josh Brolin is? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how right. time works. <laughs> I just know everything anyway. before we were shit. Anyway, um, so Species Age. Like from Species. But his young hormonal boys. No, they're, they're going to get try and fucked. Fuck. Yeah, they're going to get well, fucked. They're not going to get fucked. They're going to try and fuck. Bang, and they're gonna they smile, fuck. They're gonna like jerk off right in front of her, and they're gonna, and she's gonna like swallow her their dicks up, and be like, ah! I'm gonna get stronger and stronger. 
And then she's going to clone herself and she's going to take over Hawkins, which is where Stranger Things is set. And uh, yeah, so they're going to lose. Species Lady wins this one. Yeah, 100%. She's going to get. She's just yeah. gonna get. She's gonna get all the boys. Her milkshake brings to the yard. God damn it! I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, little, another little idea. We've got um, Stuart Little versus the tire. Do you remember that film? What was it called? I can't remember. Oh, Do you remember that film about tire. The tire. Like, the tire film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is like the tire that kept the wheel, the wheel that kept he- killing everybody. Oh, that mouse is um, Stuart Little. Though the only thing I would say about him, he's pretty good at crossing a road. That is uh, true. That's, that's tire's natural habitat. Yeah. Uh, I think Stuart Little has a fighting chance. Now, the main enemy of a tire, as anyone knows, is a rusty nail. Oh, okay. So Stuart Little can somehow get a rusty nail in front of that tire and do yeah, that puncture. Or set it on fire. Rubber melts, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, um, I think I Stuart like Little, Stuart... he's got a fighting chance. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they have going for years and years. We can have sequels. He's also friends with Walter White. I feel like he's good with it. So it was Brian Cranston in that film, wasn't it? Was it? Or was it Hugh Laurie? It was one of them. I think it was Hugh Laurie. Okay. Well, he's friends with Houston. Yeah, House MD can help him. He loves cars. He loves drugs as well, so he might he might give him some steroids or some shit. Oh, Stuart Little can get hooked on Vicodin and then go fight a yeah. tire. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be a fucking film. Yeah, it was Hugh Laurie. Oh, fuck. And he's voiced by Michael J. Fox. He can go back yeah. in time. He can. Doc Brown can help him. Oh, my God. If that's actually the, the tire... Oh, we've just made the next Back to the Future film. And it's Stuart Little in an alternate universe trying to get the last tyre on the DeLorean. Fighting a big tyre, and then they eventually pin it on the DeLorean. It goes even faster. You can go in the future now. Yeah, and it can go back to a time that Michael J. Fox was relevant. Sure. (laughs) The last time he appeared on Scrubs. Yeah. (laughs) That was the last time he was relevant. (laughs) It was when he was on Scrubs. The last thing I was doing. Oh, go save his career. I don't know. Now we're just calling out Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Being very venomous with random people. They're actually good at Like Josh, Josh Brolin. Probably great. Probably a, a lovely guy. Michael J. Fox sure is a lovely guy. And uh, yeah. So we should maybe stop being so venomous. And uh, yeah, have you got any other ideas? Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got plenty, plenty of ideas for you. What, which idea would you like? I've got A, B, and C. I'd like C. Okay, I've got the I've got Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. Sure. She was in Game of she was in Game of Thrones, right? I only know her from a Hot Ones episode <laughs> like a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And she's gonna fight the. Uh, have you seen It Follows? Uh, yes. Isn't that a horror film about like sexual STDs or something? Like that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like an old pe it's just like old people stand in a room with you and just like follow you around, but it's pretty everyone's pretty certain it's a metaphor for HIV. Ah, oh, okay. Nice. So I wanna pit that against a young girl. I'm not sure if she'd survive. I already think old people versus her is gonna win. I don't think old people would like Maisie Williams. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> and she's, but if it's a character from Game of Thrones, is she good with a sword? Yeah, she's got needle. She's gonna poke all of them in, in the eye. 
She's got needles. Why has she got needles? Oh, that, that's the name of her sword. She's got like a really thin sword, which is like, it's like a rapier. Do you know a rapier? I've played Assassin's Creed. I know what a rapier is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, she calls it needle. Yeah. Why has she called it needle? That's so dumb. That's a cool name for a sword. It's like, it looks like a needle. Oh, it just seems like it's so thin. Wouldn't it just break every time it goes into contact with another bigger sword? Does needle break at all at any point? No. Mm. No, she, gets, she has it right into the end. I'm suspicious of her. Yeah, but to be fair, I don't think she ever uses it. Because uh, it's quite small as well, because she's like quite a small person. She, I don't think she ever used it like sword-on-sword sword action. Okay, and my, my last one, because this is going, Maisie Williams loses. Uh, it's Kevin McAllister, it's Home Alone, but uh, Jigsaw from Saw got to his house first. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's Kevin McAllister reversing the fact that he used to settle the booby traps. The booby traps have now been now set for him, and they yeah. will decapitate him if he does anything wrong. Can Macaulay Culkin's Kevin McAllister deal with a house of traps from Jigsaw? Generally, I think that's the best idea you've ever had. <laughs> that is generally, that would make a shit ton of money. Because everyone loves Home Alone. It's like everyone, one of, people love it as like, it's my favourite Christmas film. And it's a lot of other people. It's like, everyone fucking loves Home Alone. And Home Alone too. And, uh, but, and everyone loves Jigsaw. Like, they've made like fucking eight of those films. This yeah, is the Chris, way. And Chris back. Rock's bringing it back. We Chris haven't, Rock. Have, talk, have we what? talked about that on the podcast? Chris Rock's bringing think... Saw back. I'm not joking. Really? <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> it really that is. is. So yeah, that's so fucking weird. It was announced months ago, so obviously I forgot to tell you. But yeah, Chris yeah. Rock is doing it. Is he going to be Jigsaw? Oh, I fucking hope so. That'd be great. I love Chris Rock. So My favourite Chris Rock is the Chris Rock on all the chat shows when he was just doing a comedy tour because he just got divorced and he was really open about that's why he was doing it yeah have you seen uh he's, a, he's got a, he's got a really good uh comedy special uh it's called like tangerine or something like that and he was just he was just talking about his divorce it's fucking brilliant yeah it was it was like that sort of time and he was just so like adamant yeah. he was like yeah i'm doing this because i need, <laughs> I need money I need money for my divorce. Yeah. yeah. It's like, the bitch took like 50% of all my money. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. It was yeah. great. Chris Rock is fucking brilliant, to be fair. Chris Rock set to reboot Saw franchise with Twisted New Film. The comedian is teaming up with Lionsgate to take the Hori Gora series to a, a really intense new place. I mean, I'm there for it to run a Chris Rock. If that, new, if that new place is Macaulay Culkin playing an older Kevin McAllister. And he comes yeah. home one day to a house of traps. That actually, I've said a lot of stupid shit. This might that be the best thing I've ever said. Saw's like this like, <laughs> thing that people, people, everyone knows who Saw Everyone knows what Saw is. Like, even if you've never seen a film, you know what it is. And like, Home Alone is one of the things that would make a shit ton of money. <laughs> we it really generally like, write scripts pitch fucking Universal, whoever owns the properties, and be like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Send it to Chris Rock. That's what we're going to do. So, oh, yeah. God, that's so good. Like, I'm going to tweet my colleague. Actually, we should write the script first so we own it. You should write the script, send it to us so it's like, in copyright. So yeah, 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 yeah. And then and send then, it to um, Chris Rock. And then present it to Chris Rock and Macaulay Colgan. Fuck. It's the best idea I've ever had in my life. Yeah. 
Why We're going to get rid of you, buddy. Why is Saw never cast Macaulay Culkin? They even did a whole film about people being stuck in a house. True. Fuck. Yeah. Macaulay Sorry, Culkin no. was like high, right into his like heroin addiction at that point. So he should have, he might have bought, he might have like, you know. Yeah, he would, have been, he would have been perfect because he would have looked all skinny and deranged and he hadn't met that hot Asian woman yet that he's married to. So Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that. Yeah. And he hasn't starred in the... Have, have you seen the um, the film that he did with Seth Green? I can't remember what it's called. No. Oh, I've just forgotten what it's called, but it's about like uh, two people going to Thailand after their marriage failed and they just travel around. It's really cool. Randy Orton's in it as well. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's a really good film. Like, it was really cool. I can't remember. I didn't what it's know Macaulay Culkin was still working. To be honest. He didn't. Uh, he he had Seth Green on his podcast to explain that um, they're basically they're really good friends, and Seth Green wrote the part yeah. specifically for Macaulay, um, and um, then Macaulay Culkin agreed to do it. But yeah, Macaulay Culkin is effectively retired from acting, but he did it as yeah, a yeah. favor. That too. film sounds fucking dope, though. To be fair, it's yeah, it's, it's it's really good. It's probably on. It must be Culkin's last IMDb entry. And, uh, yeah, probably. Uh, it's really good. I will find the name of it now so I can recommend it to you people. To go watch. That could be our recommend- recommendation of the week. Not that we've ever yeah. done one before. Uh, <laughs> we've done like maybe three. A couple of Lizzie Change, McGuire. Changeland. Oh, yeah, fuck, I forgot about Lizzie McGuire. Changeland. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's really good. And Brenda Song, that's the Asian woman he's married to. But... It's a, it's a good film. Randy Orton's actually really funny in it. He doesn't just have a cameo. He's in it for uh, quite a bit. Sure. But I would definitely get Brecken Myers in it as well. Not often you get to see Brecken Meyer these days. No. You don't even know who that is. No, I really don't. <laughs> Brecken Myers, that mate. Does that really well? <laughs> but back to... Uh, yeah, I think Home Alone Saw is Saw Alone. Sure alone. I'm going to call it. And <laughs> I think we made gold. I think we made absolute gold. I don't yeah. think there's any I I don't think there's any more meat on this bone. I think we've just pretty much come up with the best thing. Everyone, for next week, uh, Ben, go watch The Treasure to Sea Madre and Goonies, and then also watch Changeland. Well, Everyone else, if you've not seen The Goonies or The Treasure to Sea Madre, add them to the list. And also, go watch Changeland. And then let us know. Let us know what you think of it. Give all three films a combined score out of ten. So I only, <laughs> I only, I only want one score out of ten. I don't want three yeah. ratings out of ten from anybody. I want one. And uh, or out of thirty, just give them like. Give, well, you know what? We give, we need we need iTunes reviews. Go on iTunes and write a review of one of those three films as a review for this podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so go do that. Give it a start. Don't tweet us. Don't tweet me. And um, that's what I want. Go on iTunes, find Rogue Opinions, go down, give us five stars, and then write a review of Goonies as the review yeah. for Rogue Opinions. Remember, not four stars, five stars. And then then write us a review on Goonies. Yeah, in the comment section. It has section. to be at least 500 words. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could do that, but do that because um, it'll just help us with Apple's stupid algorithm it'll get yeah. us up to up, okay. up there but otherwise as always you can find us at rogue underscore opinion you can find me at Nathan Greenaway Ben where can people find you 
Uh, ben underscore E-B-E-R-T on the Twitters. And Ben, you've got some stuff going on. You're, you're making oh, movies yeah. uh, that the people know. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm trying to make a, a, a short film with one of our friends uh, who, and one of our mutual friends. If anyone is uh, living in Taipei, in Taiwan at the moment, and is interested in making films, try and look on, you can, uh, you can actually add me. If you add on Facebook, if you want, you can search for Ben E-B-E-R-T on Facebook, and it'll probably come up. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, there's a, a group called Taipei Filmmakers you can add. And, uh, yeah, soon we'll be meeting up to uh, make a short film. Anyone interested and living in Taipei is welcome. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's that's the film. Awesome. Otherwise, guys, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. We, we do have a nice little Christmas special coming up in the pipeline as well that we'll let you know when we decide what that's going to be. But otherwise, guys, bye now. Bye. Yeah.